Welcome to Dead Folks Tales, a New Orleans-centric podcast exploring Southern Gothic stories, history, and hauntings with your host, paranormal and fantasy author, Nola Nash. Find out more at nolanash.com. Now, let's talk about dead people. Hello and welcome to Dead Folks Tales. I am Nola Nash and we are going to talk legend today. So today is story time with Nola. Sometimes I like to tell you legends about some of my favorite places in South Louisiana or around the deep south and today is no exception. So we have talked about ghosts. We talked a little bit about vampires and we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. And of course, we all know Anne Rice and her fantastic New Orleans-based vampire stories. If you haven't read any of hers, please do. They are, well, they're canon pretty much for anybody who's been to South Louisiana and enjoys the paranormal. Um, They're fantastic books. Of course, they've inspired my writing as well. But today we're going to talk about something that's, well, a little different than what you might think when you think South Louisiana. We're going to talk about werewolves. Yes, South Louisiana does have its own werewolf legends, but we give it a special name, of course, because we're South Louisiana, we're French, we're extra. We call it the Lougarou, and it is, of course, a swamp werewolf, and so pretty scary looking dude there, but there's some interesting things to know about the Rougarou or the Lougarou, and here we go. Let's talk a little bit about him here. Louisiana legend says that the Rougarou lives in the swamps. He haunts Catholics who don't observe Lent and children who don't behave. So, you know, there's his prime targets there. You don't observe Lent and children who don't behave. So, of course, you know, this is a very popular threat <laughs> for parents, for their children. You know, if you're not good, the Lougarou, you're coming for you. So the legend has its roots in French werewolf lore. And of course, that is where the Lucarou comes from. And yes, Cajun parents use this um, as their disciplinary choice. So they're going to make their kids behave because the Lucarou, he's coming for you. So, you know, if you want to get rid of the Lucarou, well, let's see, hang on. Let's, let's go, we're out of order here. Let's get in the right order with our story here. So long before werewolves were considered boyfriend material, and of course, there we have Team Jacob over here. He frightened Catholics into observing Lent at least every six years. So, you know, five out of six years, you didn't have to observe Lent and you could avoid the Rougarou. Uh, but you must do it every, at least every six years. I'm not sure where that particular qualification comes from, but there it is. So if you don't observe Lent for, you know, seven years in a row, you could become a Rougarou yourself. So at least once every six years, but, you know, heaven forbid, or Rougarou forbid, that you don't observe it for at least seven years in a row because you could become a Rougarou yourself and you certainly don't want to piss off a Cajun with friends on the other side, or you could find yourself being turned into a Rougarou. So if you don't want to howl at the moon, you don't want to stalk Catholics for not observing Lent and you don't want to frighten small children. Well, there is a way to get out of the curse. And here you go. 
to get rid of that curse, you need to get someone to cut you and draw your blood. I mean, that sounds easy enough, right? Because, you know, let's attack the werewolf, get rid of it, you know, everybody grab your pitchfork kind of thing. But you don't want to ask a friend to do it because the curse then transfers to the person who drew the blood and they become the Rougarou in your, in your place. So, you know, you want that to be all of the, the people in town that you don't like, you know, one of them, get one of them. You know, I don't know, maybe you, you go after them, you taunt them as the Rougarou. I don't know what you do, you prevent them from going to church on, you know, observing Lent or whatever. That's how you get the bad guys you don't like to come take your blood and become the Rougarou themselves. Of course, then if they find out that you tricked them and they're the Rougarou, that could be bad for you. So you got to be really careful about how you do that. And, you know, it, it seems like, you know, you could be pretty sly with this, but apparently the Rougarou's not real smart. <laughs> so... Maybe some of your intelligence goes away when you become the Rougarou. I'm not sure. So if you don't want to have to reverse the curse and you want to keep the Rougarou at bay, you don't want to have to trick somebody you don't like into, you know, cutting you and taking your blood. Here's what you do. Well, first, you know, if you're a kid, behave yourself. Just don't be a bad kid. And then you don't have to worry about it. Be a good little boy or girl. Now, step two, of course, observe Lent. So 40 days of denial and fish is better than a whole lifetime of swamp prowling. And, you know, I guess if you're the Rougarou, you don't have to fear too many things out in the swamp. I don't know if I was a Rougarou, I still wouldn't cross a, a mother gator. You know, she can be pretty nasty, but still, you probably don't have a whole lot to fear. But I mean, who really wants to prowl the swamp all the time? Step three, put 13 pennies on your doorstep or windowsill. And it's not because, you know, the whole magic and the number 13 thing, it's because the Rougarou isn't very bright. You can only count to 12. So if you put more than that, he gets confused and he has to start all over. So if you put 13, then when he gets to 12, he's got to start back at one again and you can keep him counting for a very long time. Or you can use a colander because the Rougarou apparently cannot resist counting. And a colander's got lots of holes in it. So he's going to try to count all of the holes. So put that colander on the windowsill and you'll keep him busy for quite a while. Now, I don't know how long this lasts. I have not been, you know, part of the, the second part of this. If I put 13 pennies on my windowsill, is the Rougarou going to be there counting when I wake up? I don't know. I mean, this big werewolf guy standing outside my window counting pennies. Does he get bored when the sun comes up? Can he not be out when the sun is up? He's only under the moon kind of a thing. You know, it, it can't be a, a full moon legend because then it's, it's, it's only effective once a month for parents. If you're just a few days out of the month for parents who are trying to use the Rougarou as their disciplinary choice, so, you know, only on the full moon, kids, do you have to behave because then the werewolf can come out and get you. So I'm assuming the Rougarou does not depend on a full moon. 
If you know the answer to that question, please post that in the comments because I don't know the answer to that question. And I also have to assume, and again, I'm assuming here, I really don't know, that you know, when the sun comes up, the Rougarou stops counting all of those pennies or the colander holes. It doesn't seem so scary when you think about him being so dumb. Maybe that's why he's used to frighten children. But then, you know, you've got this whole observation of Lent thing. So then maybe he is scary. I really, I really don't know. I was a good kid. Never had the Rougarou come for me. Did not put 13 pennies on my windowsill. Although, you know, there was, there was many a time that perhaps I, I thought he might make a good choice for my own parental discipline choice for my kids. No, my kids were good. Most of them. Most of the time. <laughs> there were occasions, though. Now, the Lugaru or the Rougarou, depending on who you are and how you say it, has spawned a lot of stories, of course. And, of course... One of them must be a children's book. And Feliciana Phaedra LaRue is adorable. She's a great children's book character. And I absolutely love these books. She's super cute. And of course, Feliciana Phaedra LaRue can make a friend any old time, any old where. She's a bit of a handful herself, but she and the Rougarou, um, have a bit of an adventure here in Feliciana Meets the Lugaru, which is a wonderful little children's book. The illustrations are adorable, and it's a great book to add to your children's book collection. However, because it's adorable, I don't really suggest it if you're trying to use the Rougarou to frighten your children into being good, because, you know, Feliciana Phaedra LaRue makes friends with him, so he's not very scary. So maybe... Don't tell your children, if you're going to use him to frighten them, about the 12 pennies, only being able to count to 12, so you put 13 pennies, or the colander. I can just imagine all these kids at night, you know, they have a, a day, they know they're in trouble, they're grounded, they've had all of their stuff taken away, can't go outside and play, can't play with friends, you're on the naughty list, and, you know, mom and dad are mad. So they rummage around and they find the colander and stick it on their windowsill. So you can be as bad as you want as long as you have 13 pennies or a colander. And I'm pretty sure that these kids that think through this, they're going to be able to find that. So maybe don't tell them how to get rid of the Rougarou. That, that, that I would keep under wraps. But I love the legends that come out of that fear of the creatures of the swamp and the French culture, and all of those things that make South Louisiana such an interesting place. And there are lots of things in the swamp to be frightened of. I mean, hello, Mother Alligator guarding her nest. That's not a thing you want to cross for sure, but there's all kinds of things out there. Now, there's beauty in the swamp at night too. There's just wonderful, wonderful animal life in the swamp. And while it seems like kind of just a dark, dingy, you know, still water kind of place. It is teeming with life. And some of it is very interesting. And it's an interesting place to go out at night. It's a very creepy thing. Um, it really is. All the Spanish moss swaying in the wind. And, you know, if there is wind, otherwise it's just hanging there and you feel kind of alone because you can't really see anything. And then if you go on one of those tours that will take you out there at night, 
then they shine the lights out on the water or in the trees. And, you know, most of the time, all you're going to see is kind of the reflection of eyes popping out there. And that's a little scary too. And so now that you have heard the story of the Rougarou, imagine going out there. If you were a little Cajun kid growing up on the edges of the swamp or even in a cabin deep in the swamp, because of course they live there too. Uh, Lots of animals that can be eaten out there. And so years and years ago, it's a great place for people to live because they had lots of things to hunt and to eat. So think about those eyes staring back at you and who might be attached to them. What might it be? Maybe it is the Rougarou looking back at you. You don't really know. So keep those pennies handy. Keep that colander on your windowsill and be grateful that the Rougarou can only count to 12 and can't resist counting. And of course, you want to make sure that you at least, if you're Catholic, observe Lent once every six years or make sure you go at least seven years in a row once in a while so that you don't risk becoming the Rougarou yourself and having all of those folks that live out in the swamp coming after you, trying to take your blood. But don't let your friends do that. Run away. If it's your friends, you don't want to bring that curse on them. Run away. Run away. So that's the Rougarou, our uh, scary guy here. Looks very scary. Not so much when he's sitting next to little Feliciana down there. I love that book. Feliciana meets the Lugaroo. Great children's book. Go grab you a copy of that. Um, I hope that you enjoyed last week's replay of our chat with Heather Graham. We had such a good time and she's such a phenomenal author. And if you didn't get a chance to see it, please go back and check that one out. She was a lot of fun. We've got some fun things coming up for you on the show in the near future. We're going to be talking about some food, Louisiana food, and oh my gosh, the food in Louisiana. If you've ever been there, I'm sure you had an amazing culinary experience and you probably found some foods you'd never had before and still find yourself thinking about. So we're going to talk about what some of those things are with a local foodie from New Orleans uh, coming up on a future show. We've got lots of fun things for you, and I wanted to make sure that you had a chance to see the Heather Graham show. So it was replayed last week. So thank you for tuning in and watching that. And um, I was actually out, well, visiting some other dead folks there. Uh, the Battle of Franklin, it was a the five bloodiest hours of the American Civil War. I've talked about it on several other podcasts and shows that I've been a guest on. And it is, it was a combined on both sides, uh, number of casualties, 10,000 casualties during that battle. It was a battle that should not have happened. Um, it was circumstances being what they were at the time. It was um, an unexpected battle that was heavy, heavy losses. And so on the anniversary of that battle and all of those deaths, those 10,000 casualties, again, on both sides of the war are commemorated and honored for their sacrifice for whichever side they were fighting on with luminaries at ground zero for the Battle of Franklin, which happened just on the outskirts of the old downtown. So it was an interesting experience to be able to see that and and really put in perspective all of those luminaries on the lawn um, about, gosh, it, it was 
it was just staggering to let those luminaries be the only light that was shining at the um, at the battlefield, and just to kind of stand stand there reverently thinking about about all of those who lost their lives that particular night, um, 157 years ago on November 30th, 1864, was the Battle of Franklin. So that happened to be a show night for me. So I hope that you enjoyed Heather Graham again and enjoyed the story of the Rougarou. Again, count your pennies. Make sure you've got 13 on your windowsill tonight. If you've not been behaving yourself, uh, I don't always behave too. So maybe I should go find some pennies. Um, anybody who knows me knows me well knows I, I probably need to go find a colander or some pennies and keep those on my windowsill. So I really hope that you have enjoyed this little story time with Nola. We will tell some more stories and have some more guests on some future shows. But for now, thank you so much for joining us and join us again next week when we talk about dead people. Dead Folks Tales is a copywritten podcast of authors on the air, Global Radio Network. Special thanks to producer Roman Surratton and executive producer Pam Stack. Join us next week for another episode of Dead Folks Tales. Dead Folks Tales.